Okay, hi everybody. We are back here with the, the Jesus Walks podcast, and um, today I have you know my friends Martis, sitting in Riga, I suppose, and Martin. Are you you are in Gothenburg? I am in Gothenburg. Yep, and I'm sitting in Bergen in Norway, sitting outside today, as well. Still summer, <laughs> and uh, spot outside there. Yeah, it's actually very nice. Close to the sea and close to my house as well, our house as well. So uh, today uh, on this uh, discipleship track, uh, we're going to have a focus on, on what we call inner healing. And so we're going to start by trying to establish what that means. And then we're going to move on to like how to pray for inner healing. That's kind of the end point of kind of being equipped on how you can pray for somebody. So that they can experience add? being healed. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to add uh, for the listen, listeners and what, those watching that this is the ongoing series we are part of now and we will maintain uh, it. Uh, so we started with physical healing both on the discipleship track and we covered uh, as well last time uh, for the leaders how to integrate this whole topic in the church life and yeah so we will be going on the same path for some while so yeah sorry Antioch, i just wanted yeah, to no, no. that's true that's true that's good yeah it's exciting this topic of healing and very important we believe and so today as for inner healing i wanted to start to ask you guys just about this concept inner healing like what what do, many may many that might be listening don't even know what it is um so I don't think we have, do we, do we have it in the Bible like that? We don't have that concept in the Bible, right? No, but I would say that we have the, uh, uh, the, the situations we have in the Bible, but we don't have the, the terminology yeah. or maybe so, made it out this, this clear. Yeah. Yeah. So the point is not the, the term in itself, but what it refers to, mm, yeah. which is very valid for us actually so yeah but uh, any of you guys want to start to say w- how you understand this concept what is inner healing what does yeah. it mean i i can start in and i think uh, the healing is the the solution so we, what we're going to start in now is more the the um, the wounds or the scars the inner inner part and i i spontaneously think that that comes from three different things so the first one is um from from myself uh sins that i haven't been forgiven about or or feeling guilt regarding that is still affecting me um so it could be things that i i've i've done and i don't think that i'm forgiven or um and that's still a lot of um um yeah that's that's affecting me for example um uh, yeah, someone who's uh, been out driving and, and was in an accident and, and someone got hurt or killed, That's, that could create a lot of, of guilt. Um, even it's not your fault, but it, it creates guilt and that is a real uh, wound that is affecting you as an individual, but also in your relationship to others and to God. So I would say that the first thing is that the, the guilt or, or the sin that needs to be do bit confess. The second one is is feelings, um, like I've been feeling um, I envy people, or I'm bitter, uh, or I'm uh, 
um, yeah, that kind of, of things that is is really affecting my my life and also my my relationships and and together. And the third thing is uh, wounds. People have had done really bad things to me in the past, and that is affecting me. Uh, and uh, yeah, it could be. Um, yeah, I got bullied as a kid in school, and that is. Uh, um, yeah, that's still affecting me. That that could also lead to these feelings of, of like bitterness and, and so on. But it, it doesn't need to be that. It could be more of a um, part of my identity or, or uh, personality. So I, I think uh, it's, it's a good way to divide them into these three categories. Maybe you guys have a fourth one. But I, I when I think about it, I think this is uh, what we're talking about. These, these three um, categories of, of uh, situations or issues. Thanks, Martin. I have a, I have a fourth one. Nice. Ah, great. Uh, I'm going to try with the fourth, and that is like the the battle, the battle about your inner world in the sense that that has to do with uh, lies and truth. You know, I don't know how you define that, but at least what I found is that the thing about like the devil is a liar, right? Mm -hmm. And if he, he's able to get you to believe in those lives, it will affect your life a lot. Like um, mm. if you believe, for example, that like I'm a failure, if that's something you believe about yourself and live mm. in that, uh, live in that uh, paradigm or that belief, it's going to come out in a lot of different ways in your life. You know, like words have power and, and the Bible talks about words and truth and lies also as something that can affect in very good ways and very bad ways, you know, and so I think that's that, that's also one aspect. It's a kind of multifaceted topic, right? And mm. uh, uh, but I remember Mars is actually from from a talk we had. I haven't asked you about this before we started this podcast, but I think you quoted a guy that had had a lot of um, experience from 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 like studying theology and from of these kind of prophetic circles. Uh, a writer, I think an American writer, who said something about the importance of inner healing. Do you remember that? Uh, he he was with his Kansas prophets. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. He's uh, he has been uh, like a, a colleague of uh, of John Wimber. Uh, so his name is Jack Deere. Uh, so he he is like a, a smart professor uh, was teaching uh, Hebrew and, and Greek and yeah, was like cessationist, started believing in the gift of spirit uh, during John Wimber's ministry. And long story short, uh, been really uh, teaching and demonstrating the gifts of the spirit uh, uh, in vineyard churches and, and uh, yeah, uh, still teaches a lot. And, and so when one, in one of his interviews uh, that's possible to f be found on YouTube, he talks about this topic of inner healing and the importance in his life. Uh, he, he has been going through like a hard story in his life uh, due to, uh, yeah, like a personal stuff in his family and, and his son's death. And so it's like uh, serious stuff. And, and he just talks about like, um, yeah, how important this ministry is uh, and how overlooked actually it is in the church. And um, yeah, I can agree to the conclusion. I think possibly, uh, you know, it's one of the most uh, underlooked, possibly uh, most needed uh, ministries in the church, maybe where it's lacking right now, uh, because it carries so much of the growing in Christ, the reality, what we would call sanctification, growing in our faith and maturity and 
and often there are these blocks that people uh, experience and they're not sure why and sometimes it can take years uh, trying to either you know move on but nothing's changing and you, you're not clear and you go to one conference and read another book and there's there's not a lot of clarity and uh uh, I just want to add that there is uh, this psalm uh, uh, 147. Uh, so it, it's um, the small title is "He heals the brokenhearted," and in verse three it, it says, "He, being God, heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds." So, uh, so we just see that it's uh, you know read David's life and how he processes his emotions, his soul part. Right? It's not just mm. like. Uh, theology who god is but it's like dealing with your emotions and almost you know from the aspect of your spirit speaking to your emotions to your will your mind and and we see it so much uh right uh so so basically i would say it's a ministry that some would uh, categorize as sanctification ministry you know pastoral help counseling people to uh, when people face issues in their life and they're not sure uh and we can talk about the roots uh, as martin you mentioned and, and jacob but that at the end of the day i also kind of see that it mostly it's like a belief system sometimes based on lies mm. or of or experiences traumatic ones uh, that uh, uh, forms a pattern in your mind or your uh, understanding of yourself or god or people and that this idea of renewal of mind uh, and confession and these things they really go in kind of a circle uh, for people to experience the freedom that jesus has paid for in their lives mm. and i think uh, last um Last time we had this uh, discipleship track, we, we talked about the physical healing. And um, we have a lot of similarities, but also a lot of differences here. Because um, when Jesus is asked for, with a physical healing, ask, do you want to be healed? And um, that is a, that's a good question, a natural question. But here it's, it's even more uh, profound question because when we're talking about inner healing, that affects so much of our um, our life and our identity and the way we behave. Because you could have a like a limp, and it doesn't affect your way of behaving, or you're you're not that uh, quick running around. But it, you could still function in every other way. But when it comes to, for example, that you are uh, you are a victim, that's really an identity part and it's not sure at all that you want to get rid of this victimhood because it's really uh, yeah it's helpful to to be able to blame on on your bad childhood or your bad father or that happened or whatever um so i think this is uh, this is so much stronger connection into our our being than the physical healing um and also another real really important difference is that all the things that we talk about, the inner healing, that is increasing over time. But when we're talking about physical healing, that is uh, often quite stable. Uh, if I'm deaf on one ear, I am deaf on one ear, uh, so to say. But here, if I have a lot of bitterness, I will come, become more and more bitter, for example. Or if, if I see myself as... Uh, uh, not worthy, I would continue to, to, that will increase, I will be less and less worthy. And, and uh, if I'm feeling guilt, I will continue feeling more and more guilt. So these are things that will increase if we don't uh, allow God to deal with it and, and, uh, and take them away from us. And I think that's, um, that's also 
uh, a reason why this is so important for us because this will affect uh, all my my life and all my ministry if I have this uh, this issue, so to say. So, so like as we speak, it, it's a big uh, package of of many elements, and mm. and uh, God, uh, I mean, God loves you very much, and you're very important for Him, right? So. That's maybe first and foremost the thing that he 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 loves you and he wants to do good things and he um, doesn't want you to suffer in different kinds of ways but wants to bring you healing right for your sake so that's to those who of you who are listening and uh, or watching so that's the first thing and then the second thing is that the issues in my life they also affect a lot what I give on to other people when it comes to discipleship or evangelists and these things. So I think we, we need to see that the, the battleground is you, you know, like the battleground of, of, of kind of Jesus and the devil, so to say, is, is you. And, and we also see it in the life of Jesus when you start to read, Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River, uh, you know, and, and he comes up and the spirit comes upon him and, his father speaks, you know, you are my beloved son. Uh, and he says that he's well pleased with him, you know, and and then he goes into the wilderness and the devil comes to tempt him. He starts to lie and, and there's this kind of battle. And, and I think that that's what I've seen in my life and also in the church, the local church that we are here, that it's been a surprising amount of inner healing topics that the Holy Spirit is bringing up in the preaching and in the need of the church. And, and very often when we try to do something and move forward in reaching out to people or loving each other more or, uh, you know, whatever it might be, usually the battle is in us. Uh, and, and the reason why things are not happening is because there's something inside in the mindset, in the heart, in the emotions or the like emotional life that hasn't been resolved. And when it's not resolved, it hinders the outcomes in a sense, you know? So I think it, this is one area where, where, I mean, Jesus is so amazing when he talks to people individually, like, and he sees behind the facade, he, he knows the history, he knows the heart, mm-hmm. and he speaks into those places of pain, of shame, you know, and, and he, he heals the, the whole person, not just a physical condition, but he heals the whole person. He heals the heart, the soul, the mind, you know, like he has that. And, and that's something that he can do in us and he can do it also through us. Mm. So, um, but I mean, it's a big topic. So, but if, we, if we're going to look to kind of the, the root causes of the problems or the things that we need healing for, let's say it in that way, would you guys like to give me just maybe an example each? Of something that you have seen in your own life, or or in someone in, in the in the church or friends' life, where you found like a root cause that God wants to do something with that has been causing difficulty for for you or for the person or for the community. Um, yeah, I can start. I, I think all of us have experienced things in our childhood childhood or growing up or just being part of a family that creates wounds and scars it could be parents or siblings or teachers or classmates or yeah a lot of things um some of those are much more uh, much bigger than others because I, I would say all of us we have we've been 
um, being treated badly in, in different situations. Uh, but some of us have been uh, uh, abused or um, yeah, being having really, really tough times. So it, it's different levels um, to us. But, but all of us have had, in, in some areas, tough times. And the, the important is the reactions and the feelings that I'm, I'm bearing with me afterwards. Um, and that's the, the tricky part because we can't really reduce the first thing or we, we can't, we can't uh, change history, but we can change how we are, how we are dealing with, with our history. And I think that's uh, the feelings around it is the, the critical thing because it's really easy for us to, uh, for example, not, be, not, not willing to forgive, being a victim, being bitter, um, being, um, um, being selfish as a consequence, uh, being full of revenge, that kind of, of feelings. And all those feelings are quite natural regarding to what happened. But it, it doesn't mean that it's, it's a good feeling or a good reaction, but it's, it's very natural. It, it comes spontaneous. For example, I don't need to decide to be bitter. It's a, it's a very natural reaction for us as, um, as people in this world to, to act bitterness. So I need to, to there. Um, uh, so I, I will get into these more of negative feelings and negative views on myself by default. And that's why we are always all all of us are are struggling with this. So then we need to then we'll come to later how, how to deal with it. But I would say that's a, that's a way of describing how this is uh, is coming to me and affecting me. Marxis. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, when I think about this, uh, well, uh, I think it really goes together with this like. Um, yeah, community and pastoral care for each other, uh, and it's yeah, it it often uh, I think requires a lot of time involved because uh, the more I've been in this uh, thing, uh, it's basically like kind of praying together, seeking God about things that block someone in in his journey to, to God. That's how I maybe would briefly explain uh, <clears throat> that you maybe <clears throat> want to get somewhere and you are you really want to grow in an area, but something's blocking you, and uh, it can be like mindset. <clears throat> sorry yeah it can be like mindset or, or like uh, thoughts or uh, yeah natural reactions to things uh, that you yeah that you see kind of goes against uh, what bible speaks about uh you know like new creation uh, in christ and and so um you know me and my wife we have uh, spent a lot of hours um just uh, yeah helping people also in our community uh process these things and and uh uh, basically, when when being in this area, what I have noticed that uh, I've come to realization that we are much more complicated than uh, than we often uh, can think about ourselves, and and uh, I've just come to realize that the thought uh, or the phrase that David says that um, how it's in English, basically that God knows, uh, you know, He only knows uh, our inner parts, the most inner being of us. And often we do not know ourselves. And I think uh, at some cases people are desperate because they don't understand why they respond the way they do or why they think the way they do. And and uh, and I think the challenge is that you can start to analyze with flesh, uh, kind of uh, fleshly patterns or just, uh, you know, uh, ways. But uh, I believe this is where really Holy Spirit and His guidance and ministry is really needed that... Um, 
uh, yeah, uh, basically, I think, you know, there's a, a lot of cases how, how this goes, but uh, often, uh, you know, there can be a reaction and we just ask Holy Spirit, you know, to show uh, what where this thing started in your life, uh, this reaction or this thought pattern. And we just ask Holy yeah. Spirit to reveal this because uh, we see it's opposite to the scripture and maybe the person has prayed for God to change the mind, but nothing happens. And, you know, it's just like a pattern that keeps going and going. Mm. And then uh, in many cases, what we have seen, the Holy Spirit really wants to show the person that he knows the person. And uh, in often cases, either through one meeting or a series of meetings, basically Holy Spirit shows often uh, the the initial point where something happened, you know, and you guys mentioned it can be often, it can be thing that happens in childhood, because I think often we are very uh, open then, you know, that we haven't built the walls uh, of protection yet. And again, it's not for every case. So we, we have to be quite clear yeah, that it's not in every case. And, uh, but um and then it's kind of really uh, asking Holy Spirit to guide. Uh, and what I have noticed that often in many cases, it's uh, unforgiveness. Uh, probably I would say the number one uh, cause for struggles, uh, you know, um, keeping things against person that has done something, uh, even if it's kind of wrong, but actually yeah, to forgive, because uh, that's what we pray in our uh, Lord's Prayer, right? Uh, mm. The only command we have clearly in Scripture in the Lord's Prayer is to uh, forgive. Uh, and, and so we see it's such a high uh, stance uh, for it. So I would say that, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a big part. But again, it's it's uh, it's part of renewal, renewing your mind uh, and your responses according to the Word of God. And wherever we see disconnection from the Word of God, we say, okay, why it's like that? And I think... Um, 2 Corinthians 10 says, verse 5, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. So we see something that goes against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So so that's how we would approach it. It's like, okay, why there is this pattern or, or uh, wrong belief that's totally opposite to the word of God, right? And the person reads the scripture, but it just doesn't sink to heart. Something blocks and then we would just ask Holy Spirit to reveal. And uh, often it's like either uh, forgiveness or repentance for uh, for a false belief, for believing lies that's uh, against the word of God. And we would just lead the person to kind of go more and more towards, uh, yeah, uh, what the Bible says and, and really that it connects more and more also in your heart and in your mind. But yeah, it often is a process. Uh, it's not like a one-time quick uh, prayer th- uh, thing. It can happen. Uh, we have seen it. But in most cases, it's especially if it's deeper stuff, uh, it takes often time, I think, as well to heal uh, and to renew. Just just a comment uh, on the thing about why we are asking about the roots. It's like if you have a if you have a plant, right? Then you chop it, you cut it off, then you kind of you you get the most visible part off. You get rid of something for a while, but because the root is still in the ground, it can sprout up new shoots and it starts to grow again, right? So that's what we see, that you can suppress something or try to do something about it, but unless you get the root, you won't be free. And Mm. so these are the things that messes up your daily life and makes it hard to live, basically. Mm. You know, so that's why we really want to to get um, to the root. You can can quite often um, get a glimpse of what it is about by just... Uh, looking through your last week and just ask, okay, did I have any any um, times during this week where I had some negative emotions that came up in a special way, for example? And then look at that and, and, and look at, see what, what happened, what did you feel, what did you think, you know? 
Uh, and that can be the start of, of finding the way down to the root, for example. But then like Marty said, I think you're right that we are often very kind of dependent on the Holy Spirit to help us to, to bring revelation mm. because we don't always understand our own history, our own life fully. And then he can reveal to us where the root really is. So, okay, yeah. but over to Martin as well now. Yeah, but I also think that some, some things, for example, in the childhood, it could be that we don't remember or that we have uh, unconsciously uh, are, are making it blank, like trauma things or, or other things um, or neglectings. Uh, uh, so then we really need to, to ask the, the spirit for a revelation because um, we, we can't, we, we, we might not really know about it. Um, um, but I also think that uh, these, the importance, our, our natural re- reaction in a lot of these is that we are just um, uh, trying to, to avoid situations or, or trying to handle it. But it, it sooner or later, it's, all, it's always coming back to us. For example, you have a bad uh, relationship uh, with your mother and you're really hurt by her actions in your, your past. And then it will, she's might maybe, maybe she's dead. So you don't have any relationship with her, but, or someone else, but then you're meeting someone that reminds you of her or having even like the same accent or something. So, and then you aren't free. You realize that, yeah, this is a, a situation I've been, been thinking about for years, but suddenly I'm, I'm, um, I'm getting reminded of it here, and uh, then it's it's a really good uh, um, way of God saying, "Yeah, here's here's things that uh, you you need to let me in and and let me deliver you and, and set you free from because you are you're still affected of, of this." Um, and I think that's a um, yeah, that's a, even even though time goes by. It, it won't change anything. It's uh, it's the opposite that in, it is, it's still there. Right? It's increasing. So yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very strong we go- emotional. Exp- okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no. One th- one thing to look for is very strong emotional experiences in, mm. in the past, and especially childhood. I think. Mm. Uh, very often, if you have those more traumatic type of experiences, quite often uh, traumas um, sticks with you in mm. terms of wounds, in terms of lies, and possibly in terms of spirits. And and um, this is a place where where it can be of an incredible liberation, where God's mm. love and truth and it's amazing, and it can mm. change your life from living in fear in your daily life struggling in life, feeling that you just have to survive until getting to a place where you actually feel free and fine and happy about life. Mm. You know, It's like super big. And, and for many also this thing about the father's love, God as a father, I think that's like a huge one when it comes to identity and when it comes to the striving that people are doing and just um, that this, the love of, of God the father and ministering that into people's lives. I mean... I, I can just think about for myself like times where I've been standing kind of hugging young men for like 
I don't know how many minutes, just praying for them. When the Lord mm. showed some brokenness because they had a, they didn't have that father who loved them and supported them in their childhood, for example, you know. And you see in their eyes there is a there's a fear, there is a lack of identity of settledness in life, and 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 you just pray and you just hold around them, and it's like God the Father is really holding around them, right? Mm. And literally, like. Even like not long ago now, I remember just like afterwards, the eyes of the person has changed. Mm. Uh, God did an inner healing work in in minutes in His love through that. You know, like, so it's the richness of that God's love, Father's love. Like even when we speak about it, I just think this is like this is a super big thing, and mm. that is amazing when the church or our lives can be places where that love is really manifest. Because then we become that kind of safe place for people as well, and the mm. church becomes this father's house that can take in broken people. So, mm. but um, I'm starting to get excited. So, so I should give the word on maybe. Uh, Marcus, did you or Martin maybe any of you sat with something you wanted to say before we move on to kind of a next question? Uh, I just wanted to add. I think uh, as mm. you mentioned that. Uh, uh, as as a church, I think we really need to step up uh, in this area. Um, I think, uh, for the most part, uh, at least in the circles I've been, uh, uh, it, usually when you talk about these things, it seems uh, that the only kind of way how to deal with it is to go to a psychologist or you know, like a professional care somewhere outside of the church. Uh, and again, not to say that th that doesn't work. Uh, but uh, I believe in for total healing, we need God's touch. I mean, uh, I think mm. with human, uh, you know, inventions and uh, analysis, we can try to find some roots. But at the end of the day, what I mentioned, in most cases where we have seen full, uh, like freedom, in many cases, it's it's been things that the person even doesn't remember or, or has forgotten. And it's the God, the Holy Spirit, really, who knows the heart, uh, right? Uh, he dwells, yeah. he knows the person. Mm. So he would show things that uh, mere human uh, science or analysis wouldn't be able to tell. Uh, again, I, th I believe there are cases where professional help is needed, but uh, but I believe in so many cases we actually uh, have to really ask, uh, yeah, for for God's ministry in, into human's heart. And uh, yeah, just to, to mention, I, th I also see that uh, in this ministry, uh, I've during the last three years, I've rediscovered rep the power of repentance. Uh, like just how huge that is to to ask forgiveness God for uh, uh, for wrong belief about Him or about others or about myself, and actually owning up to take accountability for my actions. Uh, it's so huge, and and like the, the then the power of, of Jesus' forgiveness, His cleansing blood that you know sets us free is so amazing. And I often think we we kind of skip over that part somehow, um, and I think it's. Uh, really needed uh, much uh, kind of to yeah. process this because it's so crucial part of the gospel, right? And it's actually yeah. the gospel that sets us free, but it has to go through acknowledging uh, our responsibility. And, and how I illustrate is that when you sow like a, uh, a seed in the ground, right? You want to grow something. And when you want to throw a seed of God's word of truth and you throw it in in the ground, but there's already uh, something growing there. And it's like a weed. It already has place uh, in the soil. So you can throw as much seeds as you want, but the ground is already taken. 
So you first have to start with uprooting the weed before you, uh, mm. you sow the truth. And so uh, what I have noticed, I think it mostly maybe comes from charismatic side. Sorry, guys. But I think it's, uh, you know, it's been like really just uh, proclaiming truth and, and just pr praying that, but not really dealing that there is weed already growing. Mm. There is a, a construct of a wrong belief uh, mm. that has that's just growing as like uh, these weeds, right? So you first have to acknowledge that it's there. It, God is not surprised. You can be honest. You can, you know, whatever you feel, uh, the most uh, crazy things even about God, uh, angriness towards God or something, you just confess, you are totally uh, like transparent. That's where liberation starts. And then when you expose those weeds, then actually acknowledging where it's your responsibility, you know, you repent, you ask forgiveness uh, God, to God for believing those lies, even if something was done against you, but that you believe those lies, you know, uh, you know, you don't say things are fine being done against you. Know, people sin against us and, and we don't excuse sin, but our response is our response and we have to take a kind of uh, accountability to that. And when we do that, uh, I've noticed that when we repent, it's like <coughs> snatching those weeds out, right? Repentance is this miraculous thing that I'm like so wondered about. So it legally takes out, uh, uh, like in spiritual reality, it takes legally out the, the, the root uh, place for, for this uh, belief. And then the beautiful, uh, you know, uh, part of sowing the word of God, sowing truth, kind of starting to water it like daily, actually reminding who I am, you know, and these things, and they go in hand in hand. But I think it's really important not to jump to the second phase of just throwing uh, the seeds before actually acknowledging what's the root, right, as your auntie mentioned. So uh, I think this is huge. Uh, it took a lot of time, but I think it's just important to address that. But And also, if you, if you then have like this, this kind of loving environment where God's love is really present and stuff, then it's, it's also easier to be very open and honest about life and help help each other with the most difficult parts. Because, I mean, we live in a broken world and it's not, uh, not a surprise that all of us have plenty of things <laughs> where we need inner healing. Mm. I mean, all of us. And I think uh, if, we, if we think we don't need it, we probably are just kind of deceived or you know or we are losing out on some really good things from god right mm. and this is a lifelong journey because it's a broken world and it's a it's a it's a journey that we we go through but it's but it is possible to get much more whole and healed actually in this life and smile in your daily walk actually right mm. so so this is just really attractive stuff like i really like i've fell in love with God's work in me when I see how good the fruit is, right? Mm. So uh, this is really worthy some podcast time, guys. Mm. Martin, any more thoughts from you? Um, yeah, next episode on, on the leadership, we're going to talk about how, how to... Um, how to how to do this in in a church setting or in a uh, how to how to lead your church in a way to to uh, help people into the inner healing. But um, so we, we will go more practical how to do it. But I would say just uh, a few things in it here is that I think that the key thing for us is to um, trying to find the roots and and uh, um, to to um, yeah if i need to confess or i need to forgive people or i need to to um, yeah just say that i don't really i don't believe these lies anymore that kind of, of 
but then we after that we need the prayer um we could need the prayer beforehand as well with the, as we said God's revelation but going into prayer afterwards and, and pray for it and and uh next time we will also t- talk about how to how to do these settings but i if we now talk it more as as friends and and disciples we um i think that it's uh, this is areas that we don't do it uh, in opposite sex um relationship we do it to, with the same sex so i'm doing it with with male and women with women um helping each other out and i think it's it's quite wise to to be uh, not just two uh, no not just one on one but um being um being a couple of friends helping out um and i would also think that it's uh the the most natural place where this is happening i would say is in in small discipleship groups uh with the same sex where we are helping each other grow and we are building trust the shame and the guilt part is is releasing and then we are um it's it's a such a safe environment that i can start discovering and share these issues and we could uh, help each other and then pray for each other i would say that if you don't have a if you, yeah if you don't are in a church or a setting where this is offered in any other way i would say that's the the best step to to take in in order to to um, get free and and uh, liberated I see that this topic is so big and vast and that we we would kind of maybe need to go down this path more and go more specific on some things at some point. Um, so, but also please guys, if anyone listening have questions or things that you have an interest in or you want to write in just in the comments, you know, uh, heartily welcome because I mean, there are so many stories and um and I, I just know that this can be really like day and night for people you know to get this freedom to get this healing and it and it influences life much much more than what we often think and mm. and and maybe especially sometimes for some of us guys who just kind of keep going and and uh, maybe don't want to go so much down introspective and look into everything on the emotional side or i mean we are different but um um yeah i think it's like you said marxist as well it's very important that that we pay enough attention to this um and that also we can learn how to minister to others because uh it's a broken world like there's a lot of things that that people have been through that they come in with when they come into the kingdom and mm. some things change instantly right in baptism and water and born again and the holy spirit and a new heart and a new spirit but then there is this lifelong process and there are these things uh where we we have to to work with god and 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 often we even know what the issues are but we can't solve it mm. but we're not able to but we know it mm. and then that's when we need god to 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 heal us right mm. and i think that's also why this this prayer aspect is so important that we bring god into it mm. not just it's not just talking about it over a coffee or an ice cream mm. but it's uh it's actually also bringing God in and praying and letting him come and touch and heal because that's where the real healing power lies. Right. So, mm. yeah. Um, so I think we won't go that long today, but Mart says, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Keep, keep going now with what Just you were example. thinking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
uh, yeah, this probably has been like uh, a really learning curve with me and my wife uh, over the last two, three years. But uh, just one aspect I wanted to mention, Martin, you touched it briefly. Uh, I think this topic of uh, of uh, inner healing, we could, you know, it touches emotions, uh, our thinking, like deep identity stuff, basically, right? So often it's really entangled with a third topic we will at some point touch, uh, which is mm-hmm. a deliverance, uh, you know, a spiritual uh, healing, basically needed. And where a spiritual uh, uh, kind of uh, space uh, of darkness has space in our lives due to many uh, aspects or reasons, and and uh, in my experience, which is not much, I've noticed that often it's really hard to distinguish between these two. The the lines are so uh, kind of gray because you know you start with one thing and spirit leads uh, to like this uh, memory and it leads to this and and the person starts to share. And as the person starts to share about deep stuff, uh, there was an instance quite recently when we served a lady, <clears throat> and uh, and uh, basically she starts talking about the situation, the spirits reminds, and you know she starts feeling choked in her neck, uh, and it it becomes so physical, so tangible, uh, and so we you know, um, and so we just said you know to pray, uh, you know the power of Jesus and the prayer and uh, you know of confession, and, and the person just repented, and again, uh, like. It, like she was released physically, she really, it, it became so physical that it basically was a, a symbol kind of deliverance uh, through just like confession and, 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 uh, and yeah, forgiveness was offered, you know, she forgave this person and, and uh, yeah, there was freedom. And, and in some instances, it really uh, kind of goes to like deliverance, basically, uh, you know, uh, that sp- uh, this uh, uh, evil spirit has had sp- uh, of, uh, legal, I could say, space to dwell yeah. because of, uh, of undealt issues. And, and I think uh, I really can recommend author, author Neil, Neil Anderson, Neil T. Anderson, uh, and, and he has a great material called Freedom in Christ. So... Uh, you know, uh, and he kind of covers the identity parts and, and then he kind of goes how to uh, process stuff uh, like personal conflicts, inner conflicts in your life. It's basically the same thing, just in a maybe orderly manner and going through the scriptures. So uh, so I've noticed that, uh, yeah, this ministry is really connected with uh, deliverance at some points. Not always. It's not always like a spiritual mm-hmm. cause. We don't have to over-spiritualize everything, but uh, th- therefore it's important to have uh, to pray God for the gift of discernment of spirits, because uh, at moments you will you will need to kind of deal with the spiritual uh, attachment, but at other times it's just like uh, confession, and, and the power of confession will bring healing, uh, you know, without even spiritual uh, yeah conf- conflict, so to say. So just wanted to add this uh, and connect with Martin what you mentioned, not to pray these things if it's like if you know it's deep, don't pray maybe uh, alone, maybe take another person. I really yeah. s- have seen this blessing of even two, three persons actually serving uh, yeah. one person. Yeah, and I think we see on this topic as many other things we touched the uh, the kind of importance of the Holy Spirit again. That you, you meet the person, right? And then God knows the person fully. Yeah, you don't know the person fully. The person doesn't know him or herself fully. <laughs> and so if you if the spirit is leading you, you can help so much more, right? So I think the gift of prophecy is really great for this type of ministry. It's wonderful. Like the the discernment of spirits, like you mentioned, Marx is is also very helpful. Um to try to discern what is really going on, what's the issue, you know, what's causing what, uh, yeah. and um, it's it's uh, like when we see Jesus meeting people, like how he speaks, just kind of 
you know, I was just thinking about this story about this this woman, this Samaritan woman, you know, like when he he, he even asks her questions, so like bring your husband, you know. <laughs> and and she's like, you know, and then he says, You have had five men, right? And 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 then he somehow he knows what's behind, you know, he, he meets her in her in her sin, in her um kind of um I don't know the things that have gone wrong as well and stuff but at the same time it brings the grace in right it brings mercy in there even brings like identity and destiny and she ends up like this evangelist right and really delivered and she's super bold running around mm. the village and like that's one conversation right it's like it's it's incredible to meet Jesus like when people can meet with God meet with Jesus himself Things can really change, and and we can even be agents of that, actually, mm. especially if, if we know him. <laughs> so, but uh, Martin, uh, like before we go to an ending here, like any more thoughts on on this thing about how to pray for people or how to minister inner healing to people? Yeah, but I I think the the the, um, the, the crucial thing here is that what we've touched that. Sometimes it could be a confession from 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 me, or that I need to forgive uh, people uh, that has been hurting me, or also I would say a forgive forgive God for things. For example, why did why did my parents divorce? Why didn't you protect me from that? That kind of of um, uh, we could have like an an bitterness against god uh, that it needs to be but helping the people go through that and um, and then uh, praying to it i, w- I would say that the, these kind of topics it's a lot of conversation and then prayer and then conversation and prayer it's not just um and we you need to be in line what the the, the person is like telling and how how, how you can't really pray um uh, if the person doesn't want to forget for, forgive his mom you it's very difficult to to pray in it then you might say that can we pray that you are will be will be willing to forgive because that that's maybe the prayer that's possible but you can't take further steps in prayer that the person is is ready to take like physical so um but we will touch this uh, um next time i would say on on a, on a church level because this is also you have this uh, this kind of ministry could be quite deep and quite difficult and sensitive so um um as you said marxist bring a couple of friends and and preferably preferably already be a a small group of same sex uh, people who 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 discover discipleship together i think that's the the best um setting in in this context to do it just also a little comment from me in the end um, on this thing you brought up martin about uh, bitterness and like you said about kind of forgiving god like i mean that's a bit of an intriguing idea uh, and we we know that that god is is perfect right he's not the devil and he doesn't sin and like so but what happened in my life just explain my viewpoint on it in the sense is that uh, I had been through a season with a lot of hardship and a lot of stress and a lot of uh, pain. 
Um, and I had this feeling, like you said, Martin, uh, yeah, I mean, this is my interpretation, but I had this feeling like, oh, God, how, why God did you allow this to happen? You know, mm. like, why didn't you protect me? Why didn't you intervene? Um, like, if, you know, if you are a good father, like, wh why would you let this happen to your son? You know, that kind of, and it's, it's, mm. it, for me that it, it was just an honest process more. Like I knew in my head that, you know, God hasn't, kind of betrayed me or something like that but um i was trying to find my way through this painful process and so mm -hmm. I, i come to a place where i'm driving i'm driving alone kind of crossing the mountains in norway and then as i suddenly i said like i i spoke out uh, loud to god and i said i forgive you i said it's like so i was kind of reconciling myself to god and i was kind of saying to him i forgive you and then when i spoke it out i heard kind of his voice speaking through my voice. So I, I understood that I forgive you. The reality was actually that God was forgiving me because, because I was actually the one who needed to repent, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? So I, I, I had been bitter. I was the one who had been bitter. I was the one who had been, you know? So it wasn't really God who needed the forgiveness. Uh, it was me who needed the forgiveness, but I needed mm -hmm. to process it through with him. Yeah. So that's, that's my take on it. I, uh, I, there can be different opinions on this, but I just think the, the important point here is to say that that disappointments is a is a very big struggle for many. Bitter and bitterness that comes with it is very important. Uh, to not let that grow in your life, you know, mm. and especially if it's bitterness against God, that can be like that. That is deadly, mm. basically. So. But there is actually a book. I just want to recommend it because there is a guy and his name is Kendall. He's written a series of books on forgiveness that are really, really deep. He's been through a lot himself. I would really recommend uh, Kendall. But he actually has one book title that was the last in the series. And he termed it like kind of how to totally forgive God. Mm. And then he writes, um, he says, of course, it's not that we have to forgive God, but this is just to help to communicate through the way you feel in your disappointment to help you get into the process but it actually is a really really good book but um mm. march says do you also have a comment into this burning like a a torch yeah. being thrown around here yeah just for the listeners to know we haven't like talked too much before about this so so it's just good we share our experience so i guess i i would at least personally i would uh, avoid uh, using this uh, this approach uh, when I've been serving people on forgiving God, uh, I understand the, the the underlying issue on on um, I guess honesty and total transparency, and I see I think in Jesus' life we see in, in Garden of Gethsemane, you know he he uh, like uh, totally puts his heart upon the Father, asking you know the cup to be taken away, and yet aligning himself with God's will, and then at the cross, Father, why have you forsaken me? So, so we see we don't see him forgiving father, but we see total, uh, total transparency, uh, like of heart. And I guess for me, at least, I would uh, how I would use it. I would I would totally uh, encourage a person to be totally honest. And uh, you know, people have been shocked about what they believe about God or about His character, uh, like broken things in their life. And like to, to voice it out, I think it's huge part of of going into the freedom. Right? It's actually verbalizing what's real in your heart. 
but yet like scripturally I, I totally believe that I think there's a wiser way maybe to communicate that because if we look uh, in, in biblical terms God is holy he's blameless so you know he has no shadow or uh, you know sin in his life so the concept to forgive someone you know I, I understand the point but I'm still not convinced but you know it, yeah but I think uh, yeah 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 and I, th- and I think it, it's largely the point is maybe more in a sense to reconcile with what has actually happened mm. and to actually uh, accept it you know maybe that's that's a way to say it as well because sometimes we like kind of we suppress or we fight yeah. against we don't want to accept what has happened it's so painful it's so disappointing and but actually you need to actually em- em- almost like embrace or like kind of at least accept that what has happened has happened and it's life and it has happened and and there is a future and there is hope but um um yeah. but yeah and i i think uh, just because i uh, just to add to this i think it's in a lot of christian environment we can't be disappointed and angry at god and i think that's that's going to be really really dangerous when we can't really um show all emotions to god and i think the the psalms is is a great example of, of how to deal with that a lot of questions a lot of sometimes anger and um um and um uh, we also see a lot of the prophets in, in the Old Testament who are having a lot of why questions to God. Why are you letting this happen? Why aren't you doing something? That kind of, of questions. And I think those questions are extremely important for us. Um, and uh, we'll come, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, the, the, we will need to come to a place where we could be honest and accept that we don't really understand and still turning to worship God. And I think a lot of Psalms are, is doing just this. They are starting in the in the anger and in the questioning and ending in, and still I want to worship you and still you are Lord. And I think that's uh, that kind of circle is, is what we are aiming for here. Uh, but- um, I think we totally agree on the like, yeah. underlying issue on, on Psalms, right? Totally like uh, David. Yeah so brutally honest that i think we often mm. feel uncomfortable reading it right mm. so thinking about like a man after god's own heart so literally he's god uh, says this person is very special and dear mm. to his heart and yet there is this brutal honesty so i'm totally about i guess the yeah. underlying uh, issue what you guys mentioned i uh, maybe just like uh, i wouldn't use that phrasing at least i would i would i would be more like uh, yeah i would do a lot of explanation uh, rather than say let's forgive god but yeah. i guess it's yeah use of terms yeah, but um, yeah, I think uh, I think we agree. But also this topic about like being angry at God, I think that's forbidden in a lot of churches, and and that's uh, that's toxic. I, I think it's a big. Re- um, that's good. Yeah. yeah, it's a big relief when we can come to God with all all feelings, and uh, that the the Book of Psalms is a really good. Uh, uh, yeah, tool book for that. I, I see we're touching something interesting here. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, I see sometimes also with children, like if you're a father or a mother, that I mean, sometimes there, there can be strong emotions, and when there are strong emotions, a lot of different kind of expressions and attitudes uh, or like um, behavior can come out. Uh, 
but you kind of have to look behind it or see what is causing it. You know, why is the child uh, so uh, spinning now? You know, like, and, and so I, I've seen at least in my life that it's not that I don't want to at all encourage, uh, you know, uh, reckless communication with God in any sense or not, um, not kind of respecting God in any sense. At the same time, like you say that, um, my experience is also that, that God as a father is also kind of great enough, big enough in a sense to meet us in our uh, struggle and our, our honest emotional pain or like mm. in the Psalms. So I think, I mean, for me, this forgiving God point was just the place where you more understand that you have been in bitterness, you know, yeah. you understand the irony of that, you know, <laughs> so you kind of, so, but anyway. Uh, I don't know how long have we been going. We just yeah. kept going it down the track here in the end. I think <laughs> we track are. Of the time. I think we can end it, right? I guess so. Yeah, but I can maybe just sum up to say that God is an amazing healer, and He can do incredible things inside of us. And and I think, wow, if we can um, give Him the space to come and bring the freedom and and the healing. Uh, and the deliverance and the identity and the truth and these things that really they can be a, like a, a fullness of life like the bible says that you know he he's come to set us free and he he wants to give us life in his fullness right and and that's what we yearn for in our own lives and the people that we are touching people's lives so so um maybe just i can just pray in the end today for the podcast yeah yeah lord i just want to thank you uh, and I want to thank you um, for showing us also how your son Jesus was walking and in the middle of turmoil and the middle of uh, pain and everything that like how uh, how this man walks in it, how you walk in it, Jesus, and intimately with your father and in love of the people, and mm. that you were in truth. You also spoke the truth when it was uncomfortable and people reacted to it. You were free. And even death couldn't hold you. And uh, it's possible, Lord Jesus, to live, to live through in this broken world and live with fullness of life, with the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And uh, we we just want more and more of you, God. We just want your kingdom. We want your your life, Jesus, in flowing in our lives, Jesus. And uh, just want to thank you for this uh, wonderful topic of, of inner healing. And we just pray that you would do it more and more in us and do it more and more through us to others as well. Mm. In your great love and compassion. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Then thank you so much, everybody, for today. We appreciate so much that you are with us on this. And please write comments, give feedback, and have a great summer so far. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Bye. Sure. Bye bye.